0: Welcome to Healthy, Sexy Nutrition with me, Michelle Fox, culinary nutritionist, health coach, and your host for this podcast. I teach busy professionals how to get more nutrition in their bodies and how to have more fun in their home kitchens. If you struggle with consistency or sometimes forget to make your needs a priority or you avoid planning your meals... You, my friend, are in the right place. Join me each week for inspiration to increase your energy, discover new recipes, manage your hormonal woes, and so much more. You are a busy professional, but that does not mean your nutrition should suffer. You deserve to live in a body and have a life that you love. So let's dig in. Oh my goodness. You all, this is going to be a treat. I am so excited and also a little protective because this is my friend, but excited that I do get to share my friend with you, my community. I will tell you her name is Gemma Wilkinson and she is a transition and transformation coach at A Different Choice. Gemma married her corporate know-how And actually that's how she and I met. We might get into that a little bit later, but she married her corporate know-how and experiences with her rage for female oppression to fuel women and their goals with judgment-free support, curiosity and well-timed swear words, (laughs) and yes, she has a full permission to swear on today's podcast. Uh, Realizing that half of her life was spent prioritizing corporate agendas over herself, Gemma resigned both her life and her job to begin the work of reconnecting with herself, and I could not be more proud. Gemma experienced the gift and heartache of supporting her biological father at the end of his life, also multiple personal experiences with cancer, the death of her identity, and the childlike wonder of finding herself again. I'm so grateful to be witness to this journey. Gemma is a certified professional coach with IPEC and an associate certified coach with the ICF. Gemma gives a shit about how women talk to themselves. You're going to hear about that in a moment. She gets fired up by the harmful quote unquote truths that women are taught. And she's driven to create safe and dedicated spaces for women to discover, to give voice to, and to embody whatever the hell they choose. When she's not helping women release their burdens and reframe their thoughts, you'll find Gemma embracing her child-free life choice on a paddleboard, learning about adult-diagnosed ADHD, cooking plants, of course, one of my faves, and dreaming about her goals. Gemma, welcome. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I'm wonderful, Michelle. Thank you so much for
1: having me, just listening to you read the vial. Your voice is so soothing.
0: And thank you so much for pouring so much love. Oh my goodness. My pleasure. And thank you for always pouring so much love into me. I know you've heard me say it, but I also want to share with my community that no joke, Gemma is the one that I go to when I start to feel like I'm losing my center. I give her a call and she often just simplifies maybe what I might call drama, but <laughs> she gets to the point And then I always feel so much clearer afterwards. So I think that's been part of who you've been since I've known you, which is, I don't know. Do you remember, has it been like eight, 10 years since we've known each other? Maybe longer, maybe 10 ish. I think you're right. I think you're right. Cause I remember I met you when I was working. What? what were they called? Oh, Mm (laughs) EKSNH. I remember I had recently started at EKSNH. And I don't know if you want to mention where you are working, but um, I was working for a major call center
1: VPO called uh, at the time. We might've been Alpine Access or we might've been
0: Sykes at that time. Oh, you were Sykes. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I just remember there was something about you. We were both working as executive assistants and so mm-hmm. supporting some high-powered dudes. But every time we would talk to each other, I'm like, there's something about this woman. Like, she gets me. Like, you just you ask the questions. You ask the questions that matter. You, get, you ask the questions that get to the heart of things. So has that always been a part of who you are? And or do you think you refine some of those skills by getting your coaching certifications?
1: I remember um 15 mm. more 20, 25 years ago, I remember being with a very close friend back on the East Coast. And we were at um, she was throwing a party, I think maybe for a family member or her partner, I'm not sure. And I used to ask questions of other people to deflect from anybody asking me about me. Uh-huh. And they used I used to ask them so much. Um Rapid fire that they would go back to my friend and be like, Wow, she asks a lot of questions, so then over time, um, I stopped asking questions, and when I realized I stopped, um, there was there was a middle ground that I wasn't paying attention to, and so yes, through uh, coach training that actually that definitely brought it up brought it back up back around
0: for me. I love that, and when you say it. That way, like I'm hearing the inflection in your voice. So are you saying that more in a more positive light, that those questions are more out of curiosity? Correct. or Absolutely. Okay. It's, it's more out of um, a deep caring
1: for whomever it is I'm, I'm connecting with. I want to know. I want to know. Oh my I help. Gosh. I care. But mostly I want you to know. So if my questions can be used as a tool or a mechanism for you to get your answer,
0: great. And if you want to ask about me, great. And that's another thing I love about you. I think right before we hit record and I asked you how you were doing and you told me the truth, which you always tell me the truth, which I have to say, I so love and admire that about you because I don't get that from a lot of people. I think often especially as women, we're taught to say, I'm fine. Everything's okay. And to your point, asking questions about the other people. But when you tell me, and I'm not saying you said this today, but like you're saying, you know, today was a rough day or this Mm -hmm. thing didn't go right. I'm like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. like that is an invitation to pull me closer to you. Cause I'm, I want to lean in and be like, well, tell me more. What, what else is happening there? And so Mm -hmm. thank you for always just being so authentic with me. You're welcome. It's not always um, roses and unicorn glitter. And that's that's real. Amen. I wanted to ask you in particular, because right now I'm with a coaching group. We have about 130 people in the circle and it's been Mm -hmm. amazing to watch their Mm -hmm. progress. We're a little past the halfway mark. So a little past two weeks. It's a large group. Oh my goodness. Yes, (laughs) I feel so blessed to be leading this group and sharing nutrition information. And the only reason I bring that up is I see certain students are like, I got this, let's go. And they're implementing all of the things that I present to them. And then I see, you know, that's kind of the extreme over here. On the other extreme, it's I don't have time. I don't have the money for organic foods. I don't know what you're talking about with glass jars, Michelle, you know, even though the information is very easily accessible. Um, mm-hmm. I just say that because when I look at that side, I kind of want to be like, well, you've paid for this program, you're here. So, what's stopping you from getting what you want? And so, it's kind of that idea of getting what we want. Plus, getting what we need, but like, what have you found with your coaching? What has been maybe some of the bigger obstacles in in that? I would say the biggest obstacle,
1: and I learned this in my own therapy years ago. Um, the biggest obstacle is ourselves. Mm-hmm. Say more. And it is the shortest, most fucking annoying thing to hear. Get out of your own way. That was what. I heard um, I was in my own way. I was choosing to stand there. I was choosing to avoid creativity. I wasn't looking at the options. I didn't know I had a choice. Um, It was very, I was black and black or white thinking. I was either all in or all out. And that's not true. And it took me, I mean, I'm going to be 47 and it took more than half my life. It's been more than half my life that that was acceptable. That was the only thing I knew. Mm -hmm. So, to these people that you are working with, that you're coaching with, that they've invested in your program, they've invested in your time, they are allowing space to take up space on their computer, space in their minds, right? For your check ins or your programs or the calls or the touch bases or the PDFs or reading something or listening to something. But they're not choosing themselves Mm -hmm. because it sounds like they may be so used to choosing other people that. They don't know what they want. Investing in the program, oh, this is a thing. If I pay the money, the thing will happen. Paying the money is step zero. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Step one is choosing what your level
0: of commitment is going to be. Yes. 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 Have you found with your clients, perhaps, actually, and let me ask it a different way. Do you have an example of one of your clients that perhaps came up to a big resistance and maybe you could walk us through steps that you took to help her overcome that resistance? Absolutely.
1: I work with women um,
0: and I had a client,
1: I believe it was the beginning of last year. She was a entrepreneur. She has her own small business. She was three years in, married, two children, amazing human being there were so there was so much in her life that wasn't going according to what she said she wanted to accomplish the steps to getting there again step 0 slow down step 0 is almost always in that old that space of tremendous overwhelm there's so much that i want to be different but there are so many responsibilities and obligations to others that I'm no longer a priority. So in slowing down and seeking support outside of family, outside of your friend circle, seeking support that does not have a stake in in your choice or the outcome, to have really honest conversations about what's getting in your way. If you are prioritizing other people. I mean, I, I'm obviously not going to go into her her story anymore, or her steps, or her. I will share her outcome is remarkable. Hmm. Her outcome was remarkable when she slowed down, and we identified um, the what she needed to happen in order to slow down. When we were able to identify um, when and how. To, she best responded to being called on her own bullshit. Um, and she really transitioned into showing up for herself. So instead of being in her own way, she was like, fuck that shit. I'm done. Done. Yes. And Got she just in the
0: air for that one.
1: Yeah. And she just and and it was stunning. So back to the the, the steps though, in general, it's, slowing down it's realizing what it what needs to happen what's your leverage what need like what needs to happen and why is it money is it is it is it your children's health is it affirmation like self affirmations in the morning is it transitioning from coffee to tea like slowing down long enough to have conversation it doesn't always have to be about past trauma it doesn't always have to be about tremendous money woes. Sometimes it's how are you spending the time in your car?
0: Hmm. hmm.
1: What do you that. do when you open your eyes first thing in the morning? When was the last time you've had success doing fill in the blank? Well, let's talk about why that worked. How hmm. can we use those tactics to get this new goal? And you talk and you talk and you share and you breathe and you slow down and you ask for support when you need it. Mm. Oh,
0: that I find is the hardest one. Like, even me, I see myself as a health coach. And that's exactly what I would tell, what I do tell mm-hmm. to clients mm-hmm. is there's no shame in asking for support. Mm-hmm. And yet, me, miss hardhead sometimes, miss independent. I'm like, I got this. I got this. I've already read the books. I have, you know, the coaching friends. I've got plenty of friends who are in the mental health industry. Like I've got this until I'm like flat on my ass. And then I'm like, oh wait, yeah, maybe I don't got this. (laughs) In fact, this past week, I don't mind sharing. um, I've been using the word messy. Like it's just been messy in my world. Like Mm -hmm. I started off in my garden sharing a story how the garden's messy, which I so love that I have mother nature to show me But you know, perhaps this is just the time to be messy. You know, the leaves are falling off and things are drying out because it's, it's time for the garden to go to sleep. And so I'm like, huh, that probably means it's time for me to slow down as well. So as I'm hearing you say, maybe it's time to slow down. I'm like, I'm hearing the words and now like, how do I do that? How do I, how do I put that into practice? <laughs> um, that, yeah. that's so, that's
1: so interesting because as women, that's not what we're, we're, I mean, or not even women, but as society as our whole, it's productivity,
0: mm. oh.
1: produce, yes. produce, do things, you have 24 hours in a day, you can get the most out of 18. what? what? Right. <laughs> the shame that I feel now when I um, spend too much time on Hulu.
0: Mm. Well, and you I even just know. used the word, I'm going to interrupt while you, but I want yeah. you to continue. You said too much time. So even that sounds like a judgment that you're judging Absolutely.
1: yourself as Absolute. too much time on Hulu. Right. But it's like, I could be more productive. I could do the thing. And um, there is a somebody that I follow on social media, her name is Simone Grace Soul. And I'm happy to share her Instagram link with you. Maybe you can put it in show notes or however the hell this works. Um, She just did a, it's wrapped up last night, something called a shame clinic. And I'm intrigued. Yes, it is. um, It's about how we tend to shame ourselves. Mm -hmm. And just like you having a lot of coaches in my circle. I have a lot of therapists in my friend circle that I'm very lucky to have. I have my own therapist that I pay. Um, so I have a lot of time to pour into my own insights into what I do and why and how it serves me. The Hulu though, for just recently over the summer, I got to thinking about how I spend too much, like you, like you called out, too, many, too much time, too many hours streaming and looking at it as numbing out. And I had a one of my closest friends asked a question that sat with me, but it didn't really, um, it didn't resonate at the time. It didn't land. It was with me. It stayed with me, but it didn't. I I wasn't able to embody it. And it was about, well, why do you call it numbing out? Well, what do you get from it? And through this Simone's Shame Clinic with, um, I don't think I'm going to mispronounce, but David Bedrick, um, learning that I get something from allowing my brain to turn off. I, mean, I I mean, don't have a life partner. I don't have children by choice. So it's a lot of, um, I enjoy being by myself and my brain still needs something. And if I don't want to pick up a book and I want to write, um, excuse me, I want to watch a show or I want to laugh or There's no shame in what it is that takes our time. There's no shame in the mess or the mud. Mm. Mm. It's like we get to tell ourselves that we are giving ourselves what it is we need.
0: Preach. Preach. I love that. I also, speaking of coaches, um, Kate Northrup is one of my coaches, Mm -hmm. and she talks Mm -hmm. a lot about the fertile void and so that mm-hmm. feels like it's a nice overlap for what you're talking about. But, yes. you know, yes, you may be on the couch watching Hulu, but you're still being fed. Like that's a fertile time that you're, you're giving your body rest and perhaps your mind rest as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And also entertainment, right? And I also allowing body my, my body to laugh or to be immersed in a story. Mm-hmm. I don't have to learn American history in a book that is as thick as my head in order <laughs> yeah. to be entertained or challenged or um,
0: productive. Oh, I get I love to that. define what productive is. There's something even about the word productive that feels a little bit like nails on a chalkboard to me. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is because it is so much a part of the patriarchy. And I find that the mm-hmm. older I get, the more I'm very clear that... I came here in a feminine body. I embrace the divine feminine and the divine feminine, what I'm learning and I'm learning more and more every day, but we're circular. We're soft. We're round. We take time to rest. We take time to breathe. We take time to play and laugh as you mentioned. And so when I hear productivity, like my st- mind straightens and it's like, oh, I think about my grandfather who was in the army. And it's like, what are you doing? You know, you're not allowed to sit around. You know, if you're going to be in my house, you're going to be pulling weeds or cleaning the toilets or cooking dinner, like produce, produce, produce. And so, uh, yes. So Mm -hmm. I so love that you brought that up, including the black and white thinking. I wonder if that's part of the patriarchy as well. Absolutely.
1: It's also the, like, as you mentioned, the divine feminine, it's also a very masculine way.
0: Mm,
1: yeah. It's a very masculine approach to, um, to living life. And the circular part is the, is the, the in-between.
0: Mm-hmm. You say that
1: the divine feminine, like very round, very soft, very um, cyclical, right? Flowing in, flowing out. Um, Maston Kip gives a great analogy, the difference between masculine and feminine. The masculine is a water bottle and the feminine is the water inside.
0: Oh, I just got goosebumps thinking about that. Yeah. I yeah, love that. It's,
1: just, it's a great analogy for people um, who want to step into understanding um, that masculine and feminine has nothing to do with um, male or female gender identity. It's something completely different.
0: It also speaks to the yin and yang to me, meaning we need both. Like by no means am I railing against masculine energy. I, I love the masculine energy that I carry and that I witness, and I'm loving the feminine energy that I'm that I'm trying to embody more. But I, I love felt like I
1: just said that I carry and that I witness because we both, right. We both you and I, all genders, have all kinds of feminine and feminine energies intertwined in their beings. And it could change in ten minute increments. Back right. to the, we get to decide. <laughs> mm. We get to
0: choose. Mm. I love that. So speaking of decision, I want to go back a few steps when we were talking about support. Mm. Let's talk about intentional support. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, especially women in this age, in most of my community, we tend to be women between 45 and 55 years old. A lot of us are carrying the responsibilities of work or a business or children or a spouse or a pet. And we hear the message, just ask for support or even, you know, as friends, I feel like most of my friends know that they can come to me, but there's a difference between knowing you can come to me and then actually coming to me and saying, you know, Hey, Michelle, you know, this is happening in my marriage or I'm frustrated about my child And that might come up in conversations, but when I think of you, I think of the word intentional. I think of a lot of other words like authenticity and caring, but just for this question, intentional support, like what does that look like? How can people actually tap into that?
1: I'm going to counter that question with another question. Can you share with me? women, either yourself or in your personal circle or in the sphere in terms of your coaching business? Who do they lean on for support?
0: Hmm. Let me think of somebody in particular. So I don't give away too many (laughs) details, but I can also keep it authentic. Um, Okay. I've got a friend in mind. So she, she actually does have a therapist. So yes. So she does lean on her therapist. And then she has a support group for the thing that that she's working out right now. Mm-hmm. And then I know that when we get together, she'll um, she'll lay things out It feels mm-hmm. very authentic. i I believe mm-hmm. that she's sharing her whole heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know that she shared like in the moment is when she could use more support specifically around food, like when she's going Mm -hmm. to grab that cookie. Right, right, right. Like she ends up grabbing the cookie, but then she beats herself up because she knows that's harming her long-term goals of the body that Mm -hmm. she wants to be living in. And so Mm -hmm. maybe that's the intentional piece. Like how, how could she either ask for help or how could I, as a friend, offer that help to?
1: That's a great, that's a great question. So there's back to the question that I countered with a lot of women that I have interactions with will lean on family, mm. will lean on their closest friends, okay, will lean on a partner,
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybe will lean on adult or not so adult children. Intentional support as um I define it, or coworkers, right? I guess is another one. Mm-hmm. Um is what's something that I mentioned earlier. It's someone who doesn't have a stake in the outcome. Ah, you didn't say that. Yes. Someone who won't project their fears onto your dreams.
0: Mm. Oh,
1: that's huge right there. And that's a very important aspect um, for sensitive individuals or highly sensitive individuals who may feel, who may allow themselves to be paralyzed by other people's emotions, and then um, I also consider intentional support as dedicated, sober, and specific mutine. Mm. so Same it's more not about, about like the sober piece when So I'm a coach. We've talked about I'm a coach. I do whole life coaching programs for women specifically to help them through transition and transformation in their lives as they define it. Women that I support, I've heard, and I even experienced this in in my life before I became sober over a year ago. You all get around and you're around about a bottle of wine or three bottles of wine And you're drinking and you're shooting the shit and that's supposed to be your connection time, Mm -hmm. right? I'm going to go hang out with my girlfriends and this this is what we're going to do. And we're going to drink, we're going to eat and we're going to watch a movie, right? Whatever the thing is, we're going to connect over a statutory board, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Alcohol takes us away from ourselves. Mm -hmm. So in a coaching container, it is dedicated client time. It is what are you bringing to the table? It's not my agenda. It's not how I'm going to get you from A to B. My job is to sit here and help you be creative, help you be curious, Mm -hmm. and ask you questions that slow you down long enough to think. I mean, and right, wine does slow us down, right? But we it slows us down, and then we get distracted with other things, flirting at the bar. Your your girlfriend needs to talk about her um, marriage, right? A kid come in comes in screaming and needs attention. If you're if you're at a girlfriend's house, I'm doing a round robin round robin on the couch. The sober component comes in when you can do a round robin. And I just had the gift of having some girlfriends. We did this this last weekend. Um, sit on a couch, just sober, hot cups of tea in our hand. And okay, what's going on with you? What's going on? What do you need? Where are you? How can we, how can we love you? How can we support you? And that's mm-hmm. intentional support. Or it's a therapist, like you mentioned in your example of your of your one client, seeking a therapist who's again not interested in the outcome. There's no financial tie to the outcome. So it's like a disinterested third party yep. and dedicated you time. You bring and you put down for however long whatever's happening in your life. Mm. I will, you know, we will listen to you, right? This is a therapist or coach. We will listen. We will challenge. We will ask questions. You get to decide where you're going. Your
0: goals are yours. I love that. Your goals are yours. So there were two things in that that really touched my heart. One is that you have a group of people that you feel safe sharing your innermost and that they feel safe with you. Like I, I know that is a gift. Like not everybody has that circle of, rich, mm-hmm. circle of trust.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the second part of that is, do you have any recommendations on how people can form their own circle of trust? Because. I think a lot of women are afraid, one, of maybe being judged, but then also, two, which is part of my fear, I don't mind sharing, is people then telling me how to fix it or telling me their opinion on how to change. Um, When people give me unsolicited advice, like a lot of times Mm -hmm. I don't share with people because I don't want their advice. I just want to be heard. I just want them to listen. <laughs> so do you have any recommendations on how people can build their own circles of trust?
1: Recommendations on how to build your own circle of trust. We all get to say what it is that we need. We all get to say, hey, I'm looking for three other women who we have this in common or not. Um need this or don't need this so it could be have family or not have children or not have a partner or not so it's getting clear on what it is you want from your circle when you've identified if you want if you're seeking commonalities or not making a list of the top 10 women in your life and go through list of coworkers go through your list of um The people that you chat with the most on social media, that you connect with on on Facebook, if that's that's your jam. Go through the list of people that you spend time with. Look at your cell phone and go to your text messages. Who are the top 15 people that you've exchanged a message with? Mm -hmm. Write those names down. And then filter them through the commonalities and filter it through... People that you would be safe, feel safe being vulnerable with. Mm. Start there. I love that. And then when, it, then when it, yeah, look, look create your circle. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't exist, create it.
0: Mm. Yes. That's more empowering. It yes.
1: doesn't have to be from college or from high school or who was in your child, you know, your neighborhood growing up when you were a kid. Fuck that. Create it um and forgive me what was the second question
0: (laughs) (laughs) no that was beautiful how to create our own circles of trust and then also the not giving advice unsolicited advice um i that
1: is a mechanism of those of us who are deeply embedded in the people-pleasing mode of existing (laughs) I used to live there mm-hmm. full time. Sometimes I, I I witness myself and not in the moment, sadly, after the fact, reflecting. I was like, oh, I did the thing. Oh, oh damn it. <laughs> um, so be patient with yourself. If you step back into that mode, it's okay for either us to come to a conversation with. Um, let's role play here for a second. Yeah. Michelle. Yes. I have a thing going on with my mom. Mm-hmm. I would just I would like to share it with somebody who um I know who can compassionately receive my words. I'm not looking for advice. I'm not looking to be rescued. I'm not looking to be fixed. I need to be heard. Mm-hmm. Do you have like 20, 25 minutes for me?
0: Absolutely. I would love to listen.
1: Like that is the asking for what we need. If you're on the receiving end and somebody comes to us with, oh my God, my husband's a fucking more, right, whatever the thing is, and it's loaded and the energy behind it and it's emotional and it's triggering, whatever it is, asking, do you want me to use my ears or my hands? <laughs> oh, that is so Gemma. I love that. I love and that. I, I've heard that said by somebody else. And I'm I, sadly, I cannot remember who it was. The words that I used to say is Do you want advice or do you want to be heard? Do you want thoughts or do you want to be heard? Mm-hmm. I still want to be a safe container. I still want to show up and support the people in my life who feel comfortable enough to come talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I'd never want to shut them down with unsolicited advice.
0: Right. So tell me what you need. Hmm. That is so compassionate. And I also, just as a side note, feel so blessed that I have you in my corner because I know that that answer can go all the ways. I think you would be there to listen. You would be there to bury the bodies with me if necessary. Mm-hmm. You, and I will <laughs> when, bring a shovel yeah. and glove. Yep. I've got Gemma in my corner and I just could not be more grateful for you mm-hmm. and for our friendship. Oh my goodness. Thank you for this. So just to recap oh from my friends who might be feeling stuck in their worlds right now, whether it's stuck with their nutritional choices or stuck with their friendship choices. What I got from this conversation is one ask the questions. Maybe some of us just need to be asking better questions Number two, slow down. Like give yourself a moment to just consider your options and consider making some changes. Number three, intentional support. Find that intentional support, whether it is a coach like Gemma, whether it is a therapist, whether it is a friend that you can create those intentional support circles with. And then lastly, to just be patient with yourself that this is our lives and we get to show up and we get to choose what we want. Did I miss any of the points? You can see I took, I took copious did, notes. Yeah. Good job. Good job. <laughs> you were dropping you know, the you, gems. The, the, the thing that just popped up
1: about like, this is your life. Yes. You know, medical professionals get to say, you know, I have a practice. Coaches say, you know, I, I have a coaching practice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, why the fuck at 47 can't I practice my life? Mm. Try the only person that you have to look in the mirror at the end of the night and be content with is you. Own
0: yourself and your choices. You're fucking worth it. Mm. As Oprah would say, that is a tweetable moment. You are fucking <laughs> worth it. <laughs> well, thank you, my friend. So, should my community want more of your juicy Gemma gems, where can we find you? I'm on Instagram, Gemma Wilkinson, ACC.
1: And also, you can find, uh, you can visit my website at a different choice. -I I
0: love that. Well, thank you so much for being my friend and thank you for showing up for the community today. I so appreciate you.
1: Thank you for the continued honest conversations and the insights that you bring into our friendship and into all of the women and the humans in your community. Thank you, Michelle. Thanks
0: so much for listening to Healthy Sexy Nutrition. Have you been driving, doing laundry, or walking around the neighborhood? Sweet! I've got show notes on my podcast page at michellefox.com. Click over there when you are ready. On the page, you will find resources to support what you just learned on today's show. And you know you can grab some health-supportive freebies as well. If you enjoyed this episode, please share a review on whichever podcast platform you are listening on. It will help us with our mission to build healthier communities and your support would mean the world to me. If you have feedback on how we can improve, then of course, send an email to hello at michellefox.com and let us know. Big love from your favorite culinary nutritionist and health coach. Until next week, keep showing up for yourself and know that you and your health matter. You deserve to live in a body and have a life that you love.